Welcome everyone, welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. So we're on Later With Lou, this is episode three, so if you want to go back, there is an episode where we talk about Titanic, tea, biscuits and the lot. The second episode we did Bridget Jones' Diary, and this third episode we're sticking with the rom-coms, but dear God, the quality's fallen, sorry, it has Lou. Uh, we're doing The Lake House 2006. Now, just before we start, and before I welcome my guest, I time-travelled while watching this film. I genuinely, I'm not lying, I'm not being strange. At 35 minutes, I fell asleep and I woke <laughs> up like three minutes from the end and they met together and that, that was that was, that was was lovely. But the film put me to sleep. So, yeah, not not ideal, really. Sorry, Lou. I've, I That's do have okay. notes for the first half an hour, if that helps. Got I've got quite a few, but hour. I don't think, like um, I said to Martin, I don't think we've got probably more than half an hour's worth, or I don't know. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, this will be le- less of a film review, oh, mind you, if you listen to my podcast, uh, <laughs> than it will be. I mean, I wanted to like it, but I mean, it was just a bit a bit boring. Like, the, I didn't get what was going on with Keanu Reeves and his dad. I just I didn't get what was going on there. Granted, yeah. I've only seen a third of the film, so bear that in mind. <laughs> I, I, I thought the the premise was quite interesting. Well, sorry, anyway, welcome, Lou and Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Hovering around in the background, looking in the background with a Beatles. Sh- no, is it Beatles? It is. Yeah. Beatles. There you go. With a Beatles shirt on, so which which is not dazzling. It's just white. I can see what it is today. Comic relief. Ah, I wonder what they had in their face. Nice. Wednesday. A Stella McCartney t-shirt. What? Oh no, I was going to say, make a vegetarian joke there, but I won't. That um, is Stella McCartney price tag. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's Linda McCartney, the veggie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The whole family is. Yeah. Are they? Oh. I suppose to each their own, I suppose. I mean, yeah, the, the film, to be fair, starts off quite interestingly, doesn't it? I mean, it did for me anyway. You know, we meet Sandra Bullock, Oh, there's Marv off. See you, Marv. <laughs> uh, you get uh, uh, Sandra Bullock playing Dr. Kate Foster, who moves out of this lake house and seemingly in moves Keanu Reeves, uh, who's Alex. He's like a young but quite a thorough construction worker, uh, like an engineer, yeah. Could, uh, yeah. what they call it. Better kill me for getting this wrong. What do I architect mean? Architect, there well. yeah, architect, yeah. 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 Um, and then she just she leaves a note for the next person to live in the house in the mailbox outside, you know the old fashioned American mailbox with the the red kind of thing that ticks up and uh, saying you're sorry about the paw prints on the front by the front door that were there when I moved in and the box in the attic, which is you know quite a nice thing to do. And then we see Keanu Reeves turn up, but the lake house looks like dilapidated it's, it's all a bit strange it doesn't look very safe does it on those stills no. i won't live in no. it i won't live in it well, i mean i was thinking about this right because i mean i like water but you'd be forever hearing water under you and i mm-hmm. i don't know whether i'd it disconcerting mm-hmm. whether it'd put you off i don't know but they built the film the sorry they built the house for the film so and then dismantled it so yeah, they built I read it that. yeah. yeah um so she he turns up and he looks, he's like, what does she mean about paw prints? And then he's painting, this dog runs paw prints through. Now, they seem to share the same dog. Now, bear in mind, I only saw half an hour, so I don't know how this works. Um, 
that they share the same dad. I should have watched New Town, New in Town. Should have watched that instead. The DVD's right in front of me. I should have watched that instead. I think you'd en- you'd probably enjoy that more. Yeah, I, I just this one I was wanting to like it, but it I don't know. It seemed to go down that philosophical route of like having people talking a lot, and it was just a little bit. Uh, it just didn't keep my attention, and the, the long day and the heat just overtook me. And I fell asleep. Um, apologies for that. No but worries. She. Uh, what is it? Oh yeah, so. So the the paw prints happen. He looks in the lot in the like. There's no box. He's like, I don't understand what's going on here. And it soon transpires. She's in 2006. He's in 2004. So she, he moved in before her, and he's the one who did the house up. And then, to be fair, I mean, I got 14 minutes into it, and I literally put spoilers. I literally wrote down, "Please don't tell me Keanu Reeves is the guy hit and killed by the bus." Because <laughs> it felt so obvious, and I was like, "It's gonna be oh, right, predictable." Okay, well, very, yeah. I mean, I did like the way it was going. With the, the other doctor says to her, uh, she sees somebody gets hit and killed by a bus. She's a doctor. She runs over. She tries to help the guy. She can't save him. So she gets the, this doctor says to her, "Look, on your day off, get as far away from this place as you can. Go wherever you feel most like you." So she goes back to the lake house. Now, I don't get why she doesn't still live in the lake house and go to work. I don't know how far away it is. They never really established that, I don't think. Or at least not in the half an hour I watched. Um, <laughs> and he's left another note for her saying, I don't know what you mean. No one's lived here for several years. Um, what do you mean about the paw prints? And they, they both kind of think it's a bit of a joke at first. And But in the end, they kind of, they kind of, all right, yeah, there's something going on here. I've asked some of the beginning of pretty well. That's about, about right, isn't it? Yeah. And she says, well, if it's 16, 20, she just freely gives this random guy her address, which <laughs> careful how you do that. But it's a, it's, a, it's a rom-com, so go with it. 1620 North Racine, Chicago, and says, well, actually, it's 2006, because he puts 2004 in a letter. And funnily enough, I think 1623 Racine, I'm sure in Chicago, that's the address that they give Sean Connery's character Malone in The Untouchables. That's right, yes. Yeah. I've seen that you in the trivia, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I, Yeah, yeah. I was I looking at some trivia and actually read that, yeah. That's it. See, I was watching it and I was like, I, I remember that bit because he turns the cigarette card over Kevin Costner and he's like, you know, I used to have a friend that lived there. Um, and, and, of course, like she says things like, oh, she leaves him a scarf saying, you know, there's going to be a freak. Let's snow that year. Everybody got sick. She leaves him a scarf. He sneezes, going to get sick. And, like, the snow begins behind him, which obviously in this glass house is like, oh, yeah, okay. So, and then they the kind of, like, the, the, I liked the bit where they were like, can this be happening? And she just writes back, why not? And then it got to the bit where he was estranged from his dad, and I think I fell asleep about that point. Because they were, like, just talking, and I didn't, I, I'd figured out it was his dad because his brother, he's estranged from his dad for whatever reason, I presume because his dad's, like, bit of a cold fish and just wants to push them to do all these dream ideas but nothing ever actually gets built I think was the thing they were going for and yeah that, that was about it, you, you got Jack the dog who funny enough uh, Sandra Bullock named after Jack Traven which is Keanu Reeves character in Speed the 1994 classic which they were both in so it was kind of a re- reunion in that respect and a bit of a homage to that but after that point, I have no idea what happened until the end, where she basically says to him, don't go, don't come and meet me. 
and he doesn't step in front of the bus and he meets her like two years later and meets her and they have a they, <laughs> they have one of those kisses in films that's like yeah this is a bit much like it's it's a very full-on kiss isn't it it's like oh. <laughs> the camera's a bit too close and it's like oh. one one of those kisses on films where they like give the like there's a big long romantic kiss then they have all these little kisses and you're like what are you what get what's going on here well they've like, actually got very good on-screen chemistry especially when you look at speed and this is oh, actually yeah. um the only film they've been in together um since speed but they actually had secret crushes on each other so that might explain a bit about you know the fact that they're good chemistry together as well they didn't know they had crushes on each other ah the old the old uh, david schimmer uh, jennifer Aniston effect good enough yeah. happens quite regularly doesn't it it mm-hmm. does bring that extra spark on the film i think but I think I've got another bit of trivia. Um, or but some little bits of trivia, hang on a sec. Um, so actually, John Cusack was originally asked to play the role of um, Alex, but All he right. turned it down. So I was wondering, um, I mean, I could definitely see John in this role, but I wonder if he thought the storyline was too similar to his other film, Serendipity. And it was... He's well. I mean, he's well known for his uh, romantic comedies, and I was w- wondering if he was worried about maybe being too typecast. Possibly. I don't think I've seen Serendipity, or if I have, it was years ago. Oh, I can't remember a lot about it. Well, I know. I feel like I, I feel like I hit the pause with this film a little bit because I, I, I was, I was wanting it to be really good. I was wanting to really enjoy it, and it, it was, it just seemed to take itself a little bit too seriously. Like, like, like the, the, a film that's kind of similar is uh, Sliding Doors. Have you ever seen that? We've got a Paltrow. Once, and... I think. I wasn't yeah. overly mad about that one, to be honest. I quite like that one. But, um... but I think that's... Well, there's lots of different ones I would have watched. But then you get that one, it's like, oh, you have this one, and I was just kind of... It's a bit... Well, mind you, I haven't really watched it all. I just, it just didn't keep my attention, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. Um, I think we've got a bit more trivia. Um Alejandro Agresti, who directed the film, um, it was it, the film's actually based on a Korean novel called called Il Mare, and that was the name of the restaurant that Alex actually booked two years in advance, so that he and Kate could meet up. Yeah, that's is that I think is that the bit where he doesn't turn up? Yeah, because okay, he doesn't turn up because he's been, you know, flattened by a bus. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> um, oh, um, the little girl in the in the hospital scene was watching uh, Notorious on the TV. Oh, I wondered what she was watching. I, yeah, I, I must have watched more of this than I remember. But yeah, I remember I remember that bit because she talks to her about. Well, maybe I don't think she should be with him. She should wait for somebody else. And then, uh, Sandra Bullock's character says, "Well, if she does that, she might wait forever." Oh, that was decent. Yeah. Decent bit um, to bit of a struggle. And Sandra Bullock's character was reading uh, the novel Persuasion uh, and left it at the train station. That's right, because she says I left. Uh, it was from my dad, I left it there. I must have been waking up and catching little clips. Uh, but I remember that bit because he like has the book and he runs after her because he sees and, her. Yeah, he gets the book back to her because she finds it under a loose floorboard at the, oh. um, I think, is it at the lake house? She finds it. She's got a loose floorboard, or was it the other house? I can't remember now. And 
she uh, uh, yeah finds the book uh, wrapped up in a plastic bag in the uh, in the house oh, that he okay. got the tea uh, put there to give back to her I think. Um, you've actually covered some of the trivia. I, I think you must have looked up the same trivia as me. Oh yeah, everybody goes to IMDb definitely. So a question: Do you do you think the film would have been more interesting if it had been set a bit further into the future and not just a couple of years? Yeah, a little bit because it feels like they're that close together. It's like why didn't they make it? Like it's only two years. It's nothing, is so it? It's yeah. It's like oh, I'm working here. Mm. Oh, and also, I mean, mind you, it's America, so I don't know how it works, but I'm pretty sure it. Well, at least here, you, you tend to meet the people you're getting a house from. Or yeah. You so, yeah, that was all a bit odd. Yeah. But, oh. sorry, go on. Sorry. Uh, a good supporting cast, Christopher Plummer and Dylan Walsh. Some good oh, yeah. actors there. Yeah, Christopher Plummer, of course, from the Golden Age cinema, been in absolutely all sorts. He was in Battle of Britain, I think. Mm. Yeah, he was. He was in Battle of Britain as a, a pilot in the area, if I remember rightly. Oh God, yeah, he's won absolutely all sorts. I think the only, I think the only Canadian to win like the triple crown of acting, in terms of an Academy Award, an Emmy Award, and a Tony Award. Oh. So he's, yeah, he's. He, he only passed away into twenty twenty one. He was oh. age ninety one. Yeah. Okay. Good innings. Yeah, absolutely. So the film was actually filmed in various places in Illinois and uptown Chicago. Oh, oh yeah, and of course, sorry for Christopher Plummer. Of course, the uh, the Von Trapp father from. Uh, and you, and you, and you, and you. <laughs> One of my mum's favourite films. Did she kill me if I didn't mention that? Martin's um, never seen that. Has he not? It's quite interesting to watch just to see how tall the kids get throughout. Like, is Liesl the boy? I think Liesl's the boy, isn't he? Uh, girl. Oh, oh, whoever the boy is. I can't remember his name. I can't but remember. He, at the beginning, he's like about a foot shorter than them. And by the end, he's that tall. They have to like push him to the back. So <laughs> he, you can see that scene on the stairs. He's clearly grown about a foot. Because yeah. obviously in the, in the making it. But Christopher Plummer was like famously, he didn't like mention that film. He got sick of talking about it. And he used to call it like that Stop movie. That. Or, mm. you know... Uh, he used to say SOM instead of Sound of Music. And so, but he did, and he didn't do this reunion, but then he, he did one, I think, for 40 years or something. So he, he came around in the end, but you can understand why an actor like him was a bit like, not ashamed of, of Sound of Music, but a little bit like, I have done more than this, you know. A bit like uh, if people kept going on to Pacino about The Godfather, probably going on and about that. It's like, you know, I've done other things, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Like the cast of Dad's Army, a lot of them were had, had been actors and the guy who played Godfrey was a very successful uh, author and people were, some of them were a little bit annoyed that it's like all that, well, famously the guy who played Fraser was the Scottish actor was like, I've, I've, I've done shows for like 50 years and I'm going to remember this rubbish. So mm. it's, it's, you know, it's funny how it works sometimes, what people are remembered for. I mean, I've, I've given the film actually five out of five, but it's sort of a bit of a favourite of mine. But um, it's tricky rating films because if you if you're pitting it against other things that you like, it, it's it's tricky. 
but it's definitely it's definitely a favourite of mine. But um, you know, I mean, there's better films out there, and there's worse films out there. So, well, films are, are all about what what connects with like you, what connects with you as a person. So, some films I like love people can't be you know can't be doing with them. So that's the beauty of films for me. I'm just a big gutted it, it didn't this one just didn't kind of land for me really because it what it was it got to a point about about 20 minutes in where i was like i think i know where this is going and i kind of want to turn it off yeah and i but but it wasn't bad it the, the act is, is okay just as a story i thought it's not really gripping me this but i was one it would be interesting to see because it's not based on a book is it it's a remake of the korean film isn't it so yeah but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I watched it too tired. Maybe I should have given it. Well, say there is better it. films out. I mean, there's worse. There's better films out there. But there's worse films out there. So, you know. Yeah, I think I don't think I'm getting more picky with my films. I just think sometimes they just don't land for me, and I'm like, right, you, what are you going to do here? Are you going to keep watching it? Or, mm. but, I mean, I like time travel, so it sort of fits in with the genre I, I like. Well, so do I. So yeah. I was really kind of thinking, oh, this is going to be good, and I, yeah. I've seen like a few spoofs of it it seems to be quite a popular <laughs> film in terms of uh like pop culture it, it's kind of remembered oh. but outside of that it was not particularly i haven't got any more notes actually I, I, had a fe- I had a feeling this would get covered probably in about half an hour really quick it's about um, 18 minutes <laughs> i don't know um, what else to say about it to be honest yeah i mean all right so so question for you so so what so obviously, I mean, I'm I'm not being negative about it. I just it just didn't really land for me, and I fell asleep, which doesn't help. But for yourself, like, what what makes it a five out of five for for yourself? Like, what is it that you you like about it? Uh, I like well, I, I like romantic films. I'm a big fan of Sandra and Keanu, and I like time travel. Um, so that's probably it, really. That's probably why I like it. Ticks all the boxes, then. Yeah, ticks well a few, yeah, for me. Yeah, but I say these films I like more, but I do like that one. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised by how like, serious it was. I thought it might be a little bit more tongue in cheek, especially when they kind of Sandra Bullock tells her mum and Keanu Reeves tells his brother. I thought, oh, okay, they're gonna kind of, oh, you're gonna think I'm crazy. But it, it kind of didn't do, didn't seem to do much with that. Maybe it's not accepted on. it quite readily. I mean, I don't know about you, but. I mean, we watched, this is going off a, on a bit of a tangent, uh, really, but uh, we went to cinema to see um, Nicolas Cage's film, Knowing. And, so I love that film. It's terrible. And we absolutely, yeah, we, we loved all the special effects and we loved it, but right at the end, where, you know, sorry if anybody's not seen it, um, where his son gets abducted by aliens and, and he starts well, he's not exactly upset about it. I mean, it's and I'm like, your son's just been abducted by an alien, and you're not even upset. And I find that with weird things in films like aliens and time travel, people seem very, you know, willing to accept it. They accept it quite readily. Yeah, I mean, it's Nicolas Cage, isn't it? But I suppose in that film, he kind of just it's like those children because they pick all these different children don't they they're like the chosen ones mm-hmm. that have been chosen to survive this apocalypse 
on Earth. Uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. <laughs> and it, it was kind of yeah. I mean, I know the ending was quite polarizing at the time because I remember I remember it quite because they I hated the ending. That. It was terrible. They loved they the film. Tree, uh, the ending was awful. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like hello, it. your son's just been abducted by an alien, and you don't seem very upset. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. I do like that film. I, I like the premise of it. It it goes along yeah. pretty quickly. I remember mm. it being quite, quite, not big when it came out, but a lot of people seemed to be talking about it. It was a, something that people went to go see, but it seems to have kind of, not a lot of people talk about it now. It's like that John Cusack film, 2012. Oh, I love that film. I love that film. We always laugh at the bit with the donut. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I love that. I just, I, it knows what it is. It was even Roland Emmerich says, "Look, I knew that I wanted to. I, I'd done all these disaster films, and I, I, I'd like Day After Tomorrow, you know, Independence Day. I wanted to have like a disaster film to end all disaster films, and he basically just took all these bits that he hadn't had a chance to do in other films and just threw them in, and I love it." Oh, it's it's just pure popcorn. It's pure. It's a bit silly, but oh, oh, it's just after it's just after <laughs> out. But it's absolutely hilarious to watch, and and I, I I put it on, and I enjoy it, and I like the characters in it, and I like the story, and the effects are pretty decent. You know, they're, yeah, they're not all fantastic, but I liked it, and the stories of the characters, and yeah, I just you know I, I loved, absolutely loved, uh, you know, Woody Harrelson in it, you know. I have goosebumps, people, and all that. I just, yeah, I just, it's great. Like, I just, I, I just, I loved, I love that film. I think it's absolutely, it's a film I would readily, it's not a short film, but it's a film I would readily kind of, I watched it the other day. I literally have watched it a couple of days ago, but the weekend, I think. I was like, oh, what do oh. I fancy watching? Just as a palate cleanser. Oh, 2012 will do. But I know a lot of people can't stand it. Um, <laughs> it's not my favorite yeah. film, but I haven't seen it for a long time. I think I've only seen it once, actually. I wouldn't like it. It's it's actually I wouldn't name it as like a, a favorite film, but as to in terms of like you know, oh, I'll watch something to kill a bit of time. Oh, that'll do. I'll watch that. That'll be that'll mm. be quite enjoyable. So I I do enjoy that one. Did you say um, you ordered New in Town, didn't you? So you haven't actually watched it yet. Yeah, it's it's just here. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Watched I think it. you might enjoy my, that more than um, it's very funny. I mean, if you can watch it without thinking Bridget Jones. Because there's almost like elements of Bridget, yeah, Bridget's character, but it's very funny. The first time I watched it, I didn't really like it it's too much, well, but I love it. I'd give that a five. It's yeah, brilliant. It's really oh. funny. So, yeah. uh, shall I uh, kick off with these questions and see see yeah. see how they go? Right. So, um, have you got a favourite Keanu Reeves film and a favourite Sandra Bullock film? Ooh, good question. Um, That's from Marty. Favorite favorite Keanu Reeves film. See, I'm sorry, but it's got to be Speed. Yeah. Although I haven't seen Point Break, so you know, oh, I know, funny. I know, I've got that. It's on to, to watch list. Love that. Um, I would think my favorite Sandra Bullock. I don't think I've seen a lot of hers, to be honest. I mean, if we're gonna go out there, out there, I mean, Speed Two Cruise Control probably my favorite Sandra Bullock because she's just. It's just so bad it's good. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll go for that. Right. I quite like, I mean, I can't always pick one, but I like Speed. Miss Congeniality was surprisingly funny. Um, and Murder by Numbers. Oh, I've seen that one. 
that's 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 quite good. Um, they're the ones I can think of. And Keanu Reeves. I mean, I like I like anything really, but Devil's Advocate's a pretty good one. Um, Again, yeah, I like the one good, I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I can recommend that. I mean, I, I do like courtroom dramas. All right. Oh, Devil's Reject. I'm thinking of. I was thinking. I yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Those are two di- completely different films. Yeah, it's right, not a spoof yeah. then. <laughs> no. Right. So, what else have we got? Um, Martin says, "Do you have a memorable Christopher Plummer performance?" Oh, it's got to be from the Battle of Britain. Yeah. I I, I really enjoyed in that because he plays opposite. God, she plays the mum in. Um, hang on, I'll pull it up. She played the mum in Swiss Family Robinson with John Mills, and she's a great actress. Oh, what's her name? Hang on a second, I'll, I'll bring it up because oh, I should know that. I should know that, but I can't get it off the top of my head. What is her name? What is her name? Susanna York. Yeah, of course. Right. She, she plays. Uh, the wife and she basically wants to do a bit and join I think the women's uh, the, the the kind of the women's part of the RAF and do her a bit whereas yeah. he's a pilot and he's very much like like no I want you to because uh, he's Canadian she's uh, she American as well anyway and he's very much like no I want you to stay and, and like and it, it's a bit, it's a very interesting especially in a film set you know set in the 40s for you know the Made in like 1969. It's really interesting, and it? it like it looks at her. She's like, I I know very well what you thought our marriage would be, but she yeah. she wants to be like independent, and he very much, he's wanting to protect her because of the war, and he's wanting to get her out of harm's way. But she she thinks he's like trying to stifle her, and this is only through a couple of scenes they have, like they're uh-huh. really struggling to kind of like keep their their marriage going, uh, yeah. amongst everything else, and you get the scene later on. Well, you get a great scene with her when, and I've been to the aerodrome. It's um, it's the Imperial Wars, Imperial War Museum, Duxford now, uh, and she, the the RAF base gets bombed in the film. Loads of people get killed, and she's there, and there's people kind of lined up dead with covers over them. And she, she gets a cigarette out, and one of the guys shouts at her and says, "Can't you smell gas? Like, put the like, don't like that type of thing." And she just yells back at him. And it's like, don't you yell at me, Mister Warwick? And he just like looks at her and walks away. And yeah, it's 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 great anyway. So later on in the film, because you don't see him much, and then later on, she she meets somebody who's been burned, and he was an actual RAF veteran from the Battle of Britain, and played like at the same part in the film. And she sees him, and she's kind of very shocked. And then later on, she um. Is it Leonard Cheshire VC? I'm trying to remember who the guy, the guy is. He's anyway, very decorated. And later on, he, uh, Kenneth Moore, who is in A Night to Remember and has been in all sorts of films, he comes to, he's like a commanding officer. He comes to see her and says, oh, uh, it's about Colin. And she's like, is he badly burned? He's like, she, he says, oh, he's not dead. And she's like, is he badly burned? And he's like, yes, he is. And uh, she like, we'll, we'll get you to post in nearer him. So, yeah, it's a, it, he's very good in that, to be honest. I, I, she's great in it. It's just a really nice... It's not a massive part of the film, but I did enjoy that. And the way his character is at the beginning, because uh, he's part of the British Expeditionary Force in France, and when they're getting overrun by the Germans, 
this one of the young pilots does like a barrel roll, like victory roll over the mm. airfield and all these French <clears throat> civilians are retreating and everything. And he's like, for God's sake, Jamie, because <laughs> the guy, the, the young kid says to him, I thought it would raise the morale of the civilians. And he's like, for God's sake, Jamie, give your brain a chance. And, <laughs> I, and it's just like, don't ever let me catch you doing a barrel roll over my airfield again. And then later on, he like they all they all kind of get away. I, I just, I, I like him in that. I think he's, I haven't seen an awful lot of his films, granted. That's but, almost like Top Gun when he does a fly past and buzzes the tower and gets told off. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's yeah. funny because um, I know I've probably mentioned that I'm not a big fan of war films, but it's surprising how many I've actually seen. Um, you mentioned Kenneth Moore, and I actually watched that one where he plays Douglas Barder, Reach for the Sky. Oh, Reach for the Sky, yeah, yeah, I've, I've got that. I was going to review that, That's but good. never got around to it in the end. And uh, there's a film called Carve Her Name with Pride with... Um, oh, right. oh, I can't remember her name now. That's that's really sad, but that's I think it's a true story. Um, oh, I'll have to give that a go. No, I don't yeah, know. it's quite sad, but um, yeah. So yeah, I think I like war films as long as there's no war in them. <laughs> the more rom- <laughs> the more romantic side, like Hanover Street yeah. and um, Yanks. That's from 1979. That's that's been a favourite of mine for oh, decades. Yeah, and there's. Uh, going back to Christopher Plummer as well, there's um, there's obviously he's in the Man Who Would Be King with Michael Caine and Sean Connery, nineteen seventy five. That's a that's a really good film, like one of those films that just don't make them like that anymore. Are you telling um, people what we're reviewing next week? Yeah, yeah, um, we're reviewing um, Sleeping with the Enemy. Thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're, review, we're reviewing Sleeping with the Enemy, the absolute classic next week. So come back for that. And if you'd like to catch up on mine and Lou's episodes so far, you can go back, listen to the first episode, which is titled Later with Lou 1, TV shows, Titanic and Tea and Biscuits. You can also go find Later with Lou 2, which is Bridget Jones' Diary 2001. And, of course, this episode, which is Later with Lou 3, what we just talked about, The Lake House and other films. (laughs) So, yeah, come back for that one. Um, uh, So, yeah, yeah, you can find... uh, Marv and sometimes Lou over at Pods Like Us. A great, great interview uh, podcast over there. On all the usual platforms. Absolutely. You're listening to Review It Yourself, the podcast with the sigh. No politics, no pandering, no point. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. I hate doing this bit if I sound a bit bored. Uh, and it's boiling hot. And I've had to shut the window because of the sound. I've had to turn my fan off because of the sound. So I'm just boiling. Uh, and we're boiling together. Yeah, we're on Skype, so I kind of take my shirt off. So it's, it's just tragic. All <laughs> so if you, so yeah, come back and uh, listen to any of our other episodes. And thank you all for listening. Cheers, Lou, for joining me. Thanks very much, Sean. It's been great. Catch you again next week. Yeah, catch you next week. Cheers, everyone. Get it in, get it on, and enjoy the vlog. Welcome to Film Vloggers. Oh, harder, Daddy. The only film review podcast, thankfully, that poses the question, does watching this film feel like flogging a dead horse? There he is, beating that dead horse! Introducing your hosts. First up, her Irish potty mouth turns the air a whole new shade of blue. It's Fiona. Say hello, Fiona. And why the f*** is Dan Mackers doing our intro? 
I want me gold. That's great. It's great. She's adorable. And your second host needs no introduction. The man, the myth, the legend. Like I said I'd do this. I said I'd do this for you. I'm not reading this. It's the guy who waffles too much. It's Ben. Cooey! I'm making waffles. So what are you waiting for? Grab your whip, mount your dead horse, and let's get on with the flog, shall we?